This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 169 of the Catholic Foodie, Lisa Hendy, Catholic Mom and Catholic Tourist. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about a very good friend of mine, Lisa Hendy, over at CatholicMom.com. She has a new uh, project in the works here, and we're going to talk about that today. We also have Chef Joey LaBella, executive chef on the Steamboat Natchez down in New Orleans. Uh, he's going to join us on the show as well. So we have uh, Chef Joey and also Lisa Hindi, the founder of CatholicBomb.com and CatholicTourist.com. They're going to join us today, and I'm just so excited about this. we got lots of good stuff to talk about, folks, right here, where food meets faith. That's right. This is where food meets faith, the Catholic foodie. You know, following our recent conversation, just a couple of uh, episodes of, ago on the Catholic foodie with uh, Kitty Cleveland about New Orleans uh, brunch favorites and the, the local experience known as the Jazz Brunch, we invited Chef Joy LaBella to join us on the show today to talk about the recent announcement of the new Sunday Jazz Brunch aboard the Steamboat Natchez, which is New Orleans' only steamboat. Now, you know, which is just phenomenal. I mean, this is paddleboard. We're talking like a real steamboat. This is so cool. And uh, the food is delicious. The, uh, the, oh, my goodness. Think about this. The brunch menu includes, listen, this is <laughs> unbelievable, red velvet hotcakes topped with clove-infused Steen's cane syrup. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> where else can you go to get that? That is phenomenal. So Chef Joey will join us in just a bit to talk about that. We also have Catholic mom Lisa Hindi uh, on the show, a good friend of mine for, for years now, uh, with the Catholic Mom podcast, the Catholic, I mean, the Catholic Moments podcast, the CatholicMom.com website. And, uh, you know, she has a new venture, a new project going on right now. It's called CatholicTourist.com. You know, she's probably recognized, uh, best recognized as the founder and editor of CatholicMom.com, but she's also the author of the Handbook for Catholic Moms and a Book of Saints for Catholic Moms. And just a few months ago, Lisa launched a new project called CatholicTourist.com, and this is what she has to say about this uh, project's new project on the website. She says, As a Catholic who loves her faith and a frequent adventurer who's always up for a new journey, I thought it would be fun to combine my two passions into a new blog. I'm a wife and mom, a writer, a speaker, an impassioned traveler, and I hope to use this space to share new places I discovered to offer tips for destinations and simplifying the journey to meet fellow pilgrims and most especially to share my faith. So that's fantastic. And in the conversation that we're going to have, I know uh, it was pre-recorded. I'm about to share that with you in just a moment. Uh, one thing we also talked about was her trip to the Holy Land and then also my upcoming trip to the Holy Land. And I have a little station identification uh, <laughs> a commercial here I'm about to run that'll help you to understand what I'm talking about if you haven't heard yet with the upcoming Catholic Foodie, The Food Meets Faith, and the Holy Land Pilgrimage. Hi, this is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie, and I want to invite you to join me on a unique pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Over 2,000 years ago, God became man in Jesus of Nazareth. 
The event that radically changed history, and indeed all of creation, took place in the small town of Bethlehem in Israel. God is now one of us. For years I have longed to go to the land that received God of the flesh. I've wanted to walk the same roads that Jesus walked, to eat the same foods that Jesus ate with his friends and disciples, to visit the holy places that have been touched by the hand of God. I know that by doing so, the scriptures will come alive for me in a way that I have never experienced, because I will be in the very places where so much of the stories from the Bible actually happened. And it cannot help but increase and strengthen my faith. I want to invite you to join me on this pilgrimage, which will take place from February 5th to the 15th, 2014. The deadline for registration is September 20th, 2013. Registration forms and all the details can be found at catholicfoodie.com slash holyland. Welcome to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson with Jeff Young. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. The weekend's here. It is. I can't believe it. Another weekend. I love this show because this show cranks off. This this show is telling me, okay, here we go. We made it through another week. Time to time to make some groceries. Time right. to make some groceries. Time to get in the kitchen. Time to do some cooking. Yeah. Uh, you know what else I think is, is amazing? Because, you know, the, the Friday opens up the weekend for us, you know, and we yeah. have this amazing uh tradition here in new orleans this this wonderful tradition of trying to relax to take a step back to have a leisurely meal Mm -hmm. on sunday after mass and uh, we call that brunch Mm. you know i was i was (laughs) i was in lafayette this weekend and they were talking about the south louisiana tradition uh and the south louisiana culture and our culture is the three f's and that is my faith, my family, and my food. That's right. right? You can't, that's right. <laughs> and here we are. And that's really what, what we're all about. You know, for those that are joining us for the first time, yeah, it's a food show. Yeah, it's out of the food capital of the world, in my opinion. Uh, and But uh, more importantly, it's, it's what we're all about. We're all about getting around the table with your family or with your loved ones. Right. And spending yeah. time around the table rather than just grabbing a burger in the car. You know, I'm not knocking the places. Yes, I am. I am right, knocking the places. Right. We need to start uh, eating more at home and being with each other. Well, that, that's yeah. something that you know, this morning I was on a, another radio show. I did a, a, a short interview with someone talking about food and faith and, and this show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing that, that came across was something that Monsignor Nalti said a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, he talks about how many times in a day are we really face-to-face with anybody? I mean, yeah. if you're in your office, typically you're working, you, you you know, the door may be open or closed, whatever, but you're not really face-to-face. If you're at mass, even, you're you're staring at the back of someone's head yeah. in front of you, you know, unless you're in the front pew. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, for the most part, it's around the table that we really do get to come together and, 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 and face each other. We visit. Right? We, visit. we visit. We spend time. It's it's something very human, and that's what we're all about here. You know what we forgot to mention? What's Monsignor Nalti's not with us this week. He weekend. is not with us. That's but, right. But uh, that's that's one of the prices we pay. He's a he is our guest host. In case you're just joining us, is Monsignor Christopher Nalti, and he he's not with us because uh, he's a Monsignor, and every now and then uh, his gotta, real job gotta, gets in the way. Right. Yeah, yeah. You got to work. You know, got to well, do it. Look, uh, let's 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 talk about the tradition. Let's talk about South Louisiana. Let's talk about New Orleans. Now we're getting into. 
our real culture. Right here. Yeah. Right here. And, you know, we do have, uh, we talked about Sunny Brunch, I guess, just a couple of weeks ago with um, with Kitty Cleveland. You know, we talked about jazz and jazz brunch. We talked about uh, her, her Kickstarter program. Uh, and this new jazz standard CD that she uh, is, is is working on right yep. now, and I actually went to the brunch with her. Um, I guess it was a couple of Sundays ago now, and it was amazing. It, her was music, of course, her music oh, was her just beautiful. Was awesome. It was just fantastic. Yeah. it was catered by Brennan's. You know, you mm-hmm. had eggs sardou, you had griots and grits, you had all this delicious uh, uh, stuff. It was just mm-hmm. wonderful, you know. Yeah, uh, and uh, mimosas and some bloody marys and that kind of stuff. We got But so I've got brunch on the brain, I guess. All right. and, uh, I got some new, some good news. I right. just heard the other day that uh, Steamboat Natchez, the Steamboat Natchez, is now serving brunch. Yeah, so a, a brunch cruise. You are saying we can get on the steamboat and have brunch on the boat itself? Well, that's what I hear. Let's right. let's talk to uh, Chef Joey Labella. He's the executive chef there at uh, Steamboat Natchez, and let's let's find out more about this. Chef Joey, you there? Yes, sir. Well, we're out of time. Thanks for joining. So, I'm, I'm <laughs> Brevity, I like it. <laughs> okay, you are you are the chef on the steamboat itself. Yes, sir, I am. Wow, that is fantastic. Tell us about this brunch. Well, the uh, the the brunch is. Um, I mean, everybody that put their heads together about it kind of found it to be a foregone conclusion that we should have a brunch cruise. Um, you know, we we've already got the uh, the antique boat. We've got the uh, the old New Orleans dining room, and, and we play jazz. Uh, every time we serve food and sale, I mean, even if you're here Wednesday at two thirty, we've got a jazz trio. Okay. Uh, so it was just it was just a really a foregone conclusion that that we really need to get into that market, um, especially seeing as the the times that we sail. We sail at eleven thirty and two thirty, which is that that's the brunch market. All right, all right. Let me back you up now because. Sure. Uh, a lot of folks aren't from New Orleans, so if they mm-hmm. go all the way down to the quarter, all the way down to the river, to the River Walk, right? Yes. Okay, your your steamboat's sitting right there. Yeah, if uh, if you can't see us, you can definitely hear us. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we have uh, uh, um, like you'll you'll hear the uh, narrator say many times. Um, it's a it's a real steamboat, and we have a steam whistle and a uh, steam driven calliope. Uh-huh. So uh, about a about a half an hour before every cruise. Uh, you can hear us all over the French Quarter. <laughs> I'll never forget that. One time, my family, we were walking along the river walk, and you guys were pulling back up to the wharf. They hit that whistle, and the whole wharf levitated. I mean, we all, <laughs> we were, you know, anyway, it was, but it was still great fun. I mean, and it's so neat. This is the real deal, y'all, for if you're from out of town. This is the old paddle wheel, right, yeah. on, on the yeah. river. So you've got that charm going on, and then you go on, and you have a real authentic brunch. Tell us about this food. Well, the brunch, it's, uh, it's a combination of, uh, you know, a few innovative items, a few classic, uh, you know, New Orleans uh, Creole or Cajun items. We do like a chicken sauce pecan. We do a Creole cream spinach. But um, we're, we're also doing uh, some, uh, you know, some things that you don't see every day. We do a, a red velvet uh, hot cake um, with, uh, with uh, a, <laughs> a, a, a clove-infused uh, steamed cane syrup. Oh, man. Oh, okay. When you say... That's our marquee item. That is like, you know, that's one of them that I don't get tired of, and I, I, I cook 300 of them every Sunday. When, when, when you say <laughs> it's, it's the cane syrup, that's the Steen's cane syrup you're talking about. On yeah, the, so on that's, the, that's, oh, a, my that's a Louisiana product. Yes, we use sir. It, uh, we use it for uh, the hot cakes, and we also make a Steen's cane syrup vinaigrette for our dinner service on our salad. Ooh, wow. You know, you just serve great. it by the glass because that's how I can drink it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I digress. Anyway, let's talk more about the menu. Keep keep going. You got my mouth watering here. Uh, well, um, let's see. Besides the, the, the sauce piquant, yeah. um, we do um, 
see the sauce pecan, the cream spinach, the hot cakes. We uh, we do a, a frittata of the day. All right. Uh, which is, I mean, that's that's kind of a revolving thing. It's a it's a baked egg dish. This past one, yeah. we had a. I'm sorry, it's getting a little loud. That's all right. Uh, you're on a you're on a paddle wheel right now. So, right. I mean, you know, we're hearing the real deal, folks. He's he's on the river. Oh yeah, we're we're um, we're turning uh, around Algiers Point right now. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. Am I hearing the calliope? Uh, no, not yet. We okay. we play that uh, before we cruise. Okay, I'm just hearing weird cellular noises then okay great well I'll, let's ignore that part we'll pretend it's a calliope but you were talking about uh you were talking about the uh frittata which is like an omelet uh baked omelet with all kind of yeah it's, it's just a it's a baked egg dish uh, you know we whip the uh the eggs until they souffle and rise uh this past sunday we did a uh a shredded beef green onion and fontina cheese frittata oh, oh okay. um, and, and i mean it's it you, it's basically what's available what's fresh you know what what, what the uh what the chefs, you know, my sous chef and my crew, uh, I give them all input on the menu. So it's whatever they're feeling. And do people have to uh, purchase a ticket in advance, or can they just show uh, up, or how's that work? Uh, they can purchase uh, a ticket in advance and and show up, but the uh, it, it's more advantageous to purchase it purchase it in advance because of our bar package. Uh, we have a uh, for an incentive for advance purchase. We have a bar package where we basically do for twelve dollars um, all you can drink uh, mimosas. Uh, Natchez Jazz Punch, which is kind of like a hurricane, or Bloody Marys. Oh, wow. For twelve dollars? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's uh, that's quite the deal. Well, that's New Orleans, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that, that, that's pretty good. And then and then of course you have the menu. You know the the, the, the brunch menu. And oh all, yeah. While all this is going on, I mean you have, and I I haven't been on this. So you're talking your dining room. You have the dining room, but then can folks just go out on the deck, or how does that work? Uh, it's it's so cool on this boat how many places that, that people can go and uh, explore. I guess the coolest one would be the engine room. Uh, people can actually walk right into the engine room and through it. Um, and That's there's like little great. roped off uh, sections for uh, for customers to, you know, look and uh, check out how the old steam engines work. Uh, and there's also an engineer on staff that's happy to talk to anybody uh, about it. It sounds like a good field trip for me and my family. <laughs> oh, it's excellent. And then, of course, the... Uh, yeah, you're going to spend that $12. Deck. I know what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, you got to wish your family the, luck. Uh, I know where you're going to be. The top deck uh, of the boat is also... that. That's the best place for, you know, relaxing and taking pictures, taking in the sights, stuff like that. Well, in addition to the Sunday brunch, you also... I mean, you all have a lunch menu, you have a dinner menu, and that is... Uh, is that throughout the week? Uh, yes, we, uh, we, we serve uh, three times a day, seven days a week. And if someone wanted to make reservations or buy a ticket in advance, they would go to the website or, or call? Or oh, what? yeah. You can go to steamboatnatches.com. Um, you can also call um, uh, the, the food and beverage office can uh, can take out. Sorry, off the top of my head, uh, I don't remember the reservation line. They, they don't let me out of the kitchen much. Oh, um, that's okay. <laughs> if, it, if it's the one on the, the website, then it's, it's uh, 504-569-1401. So I yeah, think that may be... Yeah, that's it. The, the, <laughs> that's the, it. Uh, the, uh, the food and beverage office is 1400 so we got to be close. Yeah, okay. it's 1400 1401 one of those. One of those will work. You'll get somebody. They'll steer you the right way. But SteamboatNatches.com, that's, uh, that's the website. Yes, SteamboatNatches.com. Now, have you been the chef on this steamboat all along, or tell, tell us where you've been? What you, what you, where, well, I got here in, uh, in uh, January of uh, 2012. Uh, I was a sous chef for about five uh, months, and I got promoted to exec. Um, and that's that pretty much started the hailstorm of uh, of um, you know we, we we just really did a lot of work uh, revamping all of our catering menus, the daily stuff that we serve, um, 
And then uh, I think the, the, the most fun and the most different things that we do is really any special occasion, Mother's Day, Easter, uh, New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve. Uh, we really just try and do something different. Um, not only every year, but like every, every holiday, every holiday. You, this is what we did last year. All right, throw it out the window. Let's do something else. Yeah, yeah. Is is it pretty crowded all the time? I imagine it is. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> you know, they keep saying uh, do as much as you can because uh, summertime's going to slow down, and I don't. I don't see it. Uh, Not happening. Is it? <laughs> really, I mean, you because when you go to New Orleans, that's folks that I know from all over the country. They want to see the river, oh, and they want to see real New Orleans. I mean, you, you're about as real New Orleans as you can get. That's oh, right, yeah. right there on the on the river. And uh, and Chef Joey, you come from a, a culinary family, huh? You got a, a background. Yeah, and and that's really what I found uh, interesting about coming on uh, this show. Uh, you know, about uh, uh, around the table and, and family dinners and whatnot. My family actually started. Uh, my my grandfather had a uh, a three aisle grocery store in Canada. It was primarily a meat shop, and. Um, and uh, it, it basically evolved uh, to when my dad took it over. Uh, it's evolved into like a you know a sit down restaurant and a catering service. The reason being is that people basically uh, the, they stopped cooking for themselves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, back when my grandpa had the place, um, the the one of the biggest things that we used to do is sell uh, three meatballs and a quarter red gravy, a pack of pasta, some olive oil, and some bread <laughs> because that's what people bought. To take home and cook fast before they went out on Saturday nights. Nice. Um, and now it's, uh, it's you know, it's just unfortunately that's backslid. But you know, pretty much as a survival tactic, we've gone to cooking for them. So now uh, my dad has that. Uh, he still got his catering business out in uh, in Kenner. They still do a lot of business. I buy a few things from him. Hey, let's <laughs> give him a plug. What, what, what's it called? Uh, Labella's Catering. All right, there you All go. Right. All right, that. good, good. And uh, and so I mean that well I mean you know you fill a need right I mean most people uh, are busy today and they they can't always cook for themselves and that's uh, that's something that we try to remind folks that it's always better I think it's 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 healthier and it's it's also good just for family to be together and to dine together and if uh, and if that food is catered and brought in hey that's great too <laughs> oh yeah but I mean <laughs> you got to get around the table reasons to, uh, to to cook at home I mean. And, and you got to think this is career suicide for a chef to uh, say, uh, you know, cook at home and don't go out. But I mean, I, I think, you know, it's besides uh, being around family and being able to communicate like that, it's, it's the best setting is around no, the table. If you think about it, if you think about it, though, it's still the same thing because I want my family to be around the table on that steamboat. You oh, know? yeah. It's, it's, it's the same thing. All right. What part of the river are you on right now? Uh, right now we are uh, we're in between uh, New Orleans and uh but we're heading up to Araby right now. Oh, how cool is that? That's Let's see, awesome. I'm looking. I'm looking out the river right <laughs> out the window right now. Oh, wow. And, uh, a... oh, yeah, all right. All right. So, so we're, we're up we're... to like the Shellnet Battlefield. Turn around and come back. Is that what y'all do? Okay. And how long? How long does a cruise take? Two hours. Two, Two hours. hours. Oh, perfect. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that is. All right. So um, we got to, we got a lot of folks that are coming into town. They're going to come down to the wharf. Again, how do they get in touch with you? What do they do so they can get on this cruise? Uh, the um, well, you just gave us the number, so that's <laughs> thank right. you. That's yeah. right. Uh, We're going to do that again too. Fourteen oh one. I won't forget it after today. I can promise. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, you can just go to uh, there's a uh, lighthouse looking building uh, that uh, we use for our ticket booth. It's right in front of the Toulouse Street Wharf, uh, where the Natchez docks. Uh, and if you're having trouble finding that, it's right behind the Jack's Brewery, which is pretty iconic in in uh, New Orleans. Sure that's is. Right. Sure is. Well, good. Thank, thank you so much, Chef uh, Joey, for, for taking time to be with us today. And um, well, Thanks for having me. We appreciate it.
All right. We're, thank com- you guys. we're coming rolling down a river, man. Thanks. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to be right back. We have uh, a little later on, we have Lisa Handy. Lisa Handy. Right. It's going to be That's joining right. us. What, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about uh, pilgrimages and uh, Catholic tourism. Cool. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson. I'm with Jeff Young and uh, not with Monsignor Nolte because he couldn't join us here. Our co-host couldn't join us here uh, this time, but uh, he can't wait to join us again. Hey, it's the life of a of a priest. That's right. You know, yeah. that's vocational stuff. That's right. You got he's got his real job to do. That's right. Which is kind of huge. And uh, gosh, we've been talking about uh, we've been talking about some fun stuff already going on this weekend. Right? Oh, absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, who doesn't love brunch? You know, and. I mean, being out on the river, on a riverboat, a paddle oh. wheel, paddle wheel, you know, yeah. uh, just cruising along the, the, the river for a couple of hours, enjoying some good food. I mean, that's, and some good music, too, because they've got that jazz trio going. What do you say, mimosas and something else? Oh, yeah, $12 package, mimosas, Bloody Mary, with bottomless pit, I think I don't they know. said, or bottomless hope, well, or whatever it was. One, I, I don't think. know. <laughs> but, but, but really, the menu that he talked about with the frittata and with the... Uh, was it a sauce pecan? Chicken sauce pecan? That's right. That's and, right. You know, yeah. A lot of folks don't know what the heck sauce pecan is. Well, you got to come down here and try it. What about those uh, red velvet uh, pancakes, though? Huh? Red velvet pancakes with steam. No, steam. Clove infused uh, oh, steam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is cane syrup. And and if you haven't had syrup, everybody's used to maple syrup. Oh, now, yeah. you got to try steam syrup oh, out yeah. of the yellow can. Out you of taste the can. it and you say, yeah. wow, this is different. <laughs> and then you drink the whole can. Okay. It's good. It's, it's, it's good. For sure. Well, what's going on now? Well, you know, we've got uh, a, a dear friend of mine uh, joining us today on the show, Lisa Hindi. And a lot of folks know Lisa, I think, from CatholicMom.com. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Lisa, I think, is uh, she travels a lot. She, she speaks in different places. She's written a few books. And uh, people know her as the, I think, Catholic mom. Uh, but, you know, she's got a new site that is out Oh, now. she's got a new, new site? website. Because yeah. Because the site she has right different. now is really cool. Oh, it's fantastic. But right. this is just a little different. It's a different take, different um, uh, way to, I guess, I don't know, a different ministry, if you will. And it's called CatholicTourist.com. So I, I thought we could have oh, her on really? the show and talk okay. about Catholic tourists and pilgrimages and all of that. So, Lisa, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. Now, tell us about the Catholic tourist. Tell us about that. Well, first of all, I want to say thanks and that I'm actually kind of hungry after that little introduction. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you got you got to try uh, cane syrup if you haven't tried it. You're, you're, you know. No, I haven't. And Jeff, I, you owe me that when I all right. my next book. Oh, Jeff will send you a care Absolutely. package. Absolutely. You know, um, this new site is actually something that just started as a hobby that I'm kind of amazed. It's, it's only actually, I happen to say, three weeks old, and it's kind of incredible how quickly this um, topic is taking off. And it actually started um, as a hobby because, as Jeff mentioned, I do quite a lot of traveling. I'm blessed to be able to travel and to speak really literally around the country and sometimes even outside of the country. Hmm. And um, so... Basically, 
I decided to start documenting some of these travels. And now I come to find out that there are just so many of our friends who were engaged in and interested in the topic of pilgrimage and travel from a faith perspective. And that can be anything from, you know, flying and visiting someplace to going camping in your own backyard and seeing the beauty of nature right in your own home. So we launched Catholic Tourists, and it's kind of going like game busters. (laughs) It's been interesting (laughs) to see, you know, this topic take off. And and, uh, and I think the timing is perfect, too, because of World Youth Day coming up and so many who will be taking pilgrimage to uh, be with the Holy Father. That is going to be in... um uh, in Rio. Rio de Janeiro, right? Yeah. Okay, great, great. Yeah. I was, trying to, I was picturing yeah. south, but I couldn't remember where. Okay. And I'm going to be an armchair traveler for that because I don't get to go. But, you know, thanks now to social media and to YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, so many of us will be able to follow along with the pilgrims that are there with the Holy Father. And I think we're all excited leading up to that. But just this topic of travel is just kind of in, I think I'm part gypsy and I just love, you know, the opportunity to pray in new churches and really just see God's beauty and creation all around us. I think Jeff needs to be an uh, on-the-street reporter uh, for that. You're going to cover the food aspect of oh, the that, U- oh, World that Youth would Day? Be, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. World Youth, they all eat the same thing, and it's what pretty is, much... What does yeah. the Pope eat when he's, uh, you know, in World Youth Day? Oh, uh, oh, you're going for that food. Okay. <laughs> that would right. be good. All right, yeah, because you don't want to eat with the youth eat, because there's no telling what you've done. All right, you, but, you never know. But, but uh, well, Lisa, you know, it's, it's funny you mention that, because I think, you know, we, we have this traditional sense of what a pilgrimage really is. And of course, you know, it's like, uh, it's travel, it's going to someplace far away. And, and, and in a way, social media has kind of opened it up to where we could, in a sense, maybe have something of a pilgrimage experience just by living through what other people are experiencing, whether it's World Youth Day or, or some other event. I know we have some friends in the uh, the SQPN family who have been traveling up, making a pilgrimage up in, in Canada recently. And uh, to be able to follow along their their footsteps has been inspirational you know at, at least inspirational if not more uh, from a spiritual perspective oh absolutely and I, I I love you know sharing my travels when I go places but I also get get caught up when I have a friend who's traveling someplace and just you know right at the tip of our fingertips now we have these amazing tools to be able to look inside the cathedrals they're visiting or know, view the pictures on the walls in the museum mm-hmm. that they're touring. And I just this morning I was actually looking at something really fascinating, which is a Google Street Trekker. We, we may have seen, um, if you use Google Maps, the actual street views that cars that. Yeah. take. And now they actually have a wearable backpack, and they're actually taking those views to places like the Grand Canyon. So oh, you can wow. actually hike oh. down the trail of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Um, you know, and uh, what you know, what more majestic display of God's incredible creativity and beauty than a place like that? So, you know, we talk about pilgrimage to to churches and to holy sites, but really, any chance for travel um, can be an opportunity to pray and have pilgrimage. I know that uh, you know trying to, to make a pilgrimage is is you know when I was younger and I was single, it was easy. You know, if I wanted to go somewhere, it was yeah, easy to go. Right. And then life kind of intervenes, you know, and <clears throat> it's not always as easy to get away <laughs> as um, as you'd like for it to be. Um, but you feature on your website, CatholicTourist.com, not just any one kind of pilgrimage, but 
a, a bunch of different types of pilgrimage. What, what are some of the things that you have had on the website so far? Well, it's been really fun. One of my favorite features is actually um, this, this interview feature that we're running every Monday, which is called Faith on the Move, and we're just taking a look at Catholics, some of whom you'll know and some of whom you've never heard of before, um, and really asking them the same basic set of questions about their own perspectives on travel. And so some of those are going to be business travelers, some of them are noted as Catholic authors or speakers, and some of them are folks like the one that I featured this week, week, Kirk Whitney, who's just basically a grandpa who lives in my hometown, and he's actually in, engaged in this quest to visit all of the California missions Ooh, during wow. the Year of Faith. Um, so those aren't, you know, some of them are right, you know, pretty close to our own backyard, but his Year of Faith plan is really to take a quest and, you know, visit these over 20 missions and, and document that and pray in those places. So, that's one thing, and then we'll feature, um, you know, some just basic travel tips. I'll be chronicling some of the places that I visit, and uh, one of the things that I've started doing is sharing some hotel reviews, um, and with those, it's, you know, obviously basic information about the hotel, but also nearby Catholic sites to a hotel or um, the best church in the area to go to for mass, oh, you, you know, go. what's closest and all that. So it's sort of going to be a hodgepodge, and really it's just an evolution right now, so it'll be fun. I- I'm looking forward to seeing where this thing goes. Well, what's interesting is, is you're bringing up something. You know, my wife just took a, uh, my wife and I just took a little trip in the state, you know, but it was different this time because we looked for where we're going to go to mass every day, and, 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 and what do they have? Because we have a Catholic heritage here in South Louisiana. So what do they have historically there? And it made all the difference in the world on our little trip, you know. Yeah. And it was oh, great. Yeah. And it, made a, it gave it a little uh, touch of uh, peacefulness that we didn't have before. Right. Yeah? right. So that is awesome. we got to check this out. What's the website again? CatholicTourist.com. And I want to thank you, too, Lisa. Uh, Lisa, recently, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now, <clears throat> Lisa and I actually share a birthday, believe it or not. And uh, on my birthday, I shared she, mine a little bit earlier than you. Nah. Did, well, that's true, that's, <laughs> but not not much though. Just a couple of years. Um, but I, um, she shared on on uh, my birthday uh, uh, a press release that I had sent out, which uh, was announcing the trip that I'll I'll be taking in February, which is to the Holy Land, a uh, a very unique pilgrimage experience, food and faith, uh, in the Holy Land. And uh, it's it's going to be all the traditional types of um, uh, Holy Land experiences, like the renewal of the baptismal promises in the Jordan, and, and going to the what the the church in Cana where you can renew your vows, and all these um, traditional the, the way of the cross in Jerusalem. Uh, but in, in addition to that, we're going to have some food-related things, like some celebratory meals. We have some chefs that will be taking us into uh, certain markets, some of the more famous markets in, in Israel, and buying food and doing cooking demonstrations. And then some of the participants, pilgrims, can actually join in in making the meal, oh, which wow. is going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, But Lisa, you know, on uh, Catholic Tourist, I do recall you had a, a you went on a pilgrimage earlier, was it this year or at the end of last year, to the Holy Land, and was that instrumental in, in you uh, starting this new website? I did, Jeff. You know, it is, I have to tell you, that was sort of a life-changing experience for me. So everybody who's out there listening, 
start saving up right now to go with Jeff on this pilgrimage. I was blessed to actually go last year during January um, with the Catholic Press Association. They took a, a group of 10 writers over to the Holy Land to explore and to write about and to share our experiences in writing. And, you know, I had had this opportunity the year before that to go to Rome for the beatification of Blessed John Paul II. And I really thought when I was on that trip that nothing could ever be more of a spiritual summit for me than, you know, praying in St. Peter's and being there at the moment of canonization. But I have to tell you, walking, retracing the footsteps of Jesus Christ in the Holy Land is an experience you will never forget. I mean, it will change you. You will never read the Bible the same way. You will never sit in Mass on Sunday and listen to the Gospel the same way. It's just, it really is life-changing, and um, the food is really good too. <laughs> yeah. I have I, there's there's some folks uh, you know in in my hometown uh, and and who are with Catholic Community Radio who have gone on this pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go because I was well running a radio station, but they said that it is a life changer. The yeah. gospel is incredibly different because you have lived it, right? It really is, and you know I think. So many of my images of places in the Bible came not from, you know, having seen photographs or whatever, but even hearkening back to, like, children's Bibles that I'd read as a child or whatever. You you sort of, like, you have an image of, you know, what does the Sea of Galilee look like um, in your mind, and what would it have looked like, those wavy nights or whatever, but to actually be out on a boat with fishermen, um, and or or to actually see a replica of what they call the Jesus boat, which is right there along the shores of Galilee, um, and and to you know to know that that was really what they were in when they, you know, when they sat there on those stormy nights, and it's just you know it's just really infectious, and so I, I would say you know that that an opportunity to pilgrimage there. Um, also to walk the Via Dolorosa um, mm. and to really, you know, you'll, again, the way you pray the Stations of the Cross will be forever changed by that experience. So mm. go with Jeff, plus he's just really fun. Oh, yeah. So you'll have great <laughs> Well, I tell you, that's, that's the thing. We've, we've talked to folks who in our parish or, and from the, uh, the Archdiocese who have been before, and they've, I mean, constantly it's the same response. We hear it's it's... Uh, the chance of a lifetime, the trip of a lifetime, it's it, it it's a life changer. That's all we've heard time Me and too. again. So I'm yeah. very, very excited about about this trip. This, this. Well, you should be. And I, I think, too, that, you know, the, the take that you're taking on it, I mean, Jeff, I know, and I'm such a big fan of your Catholic foodie work, and I think that, you know, this transformative um, nature of, of food, of nourishment, of Christ nourishment in our life, you know, really to, to kind of focus on that. And the pilgrimage is a really unique perspective on the whole thing. So I think that's going to be great as well. Lisa, can you hold on through the break? Absolutely. Great. Well, why don't we do this? We'll, we'll take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about, uh, well, Jeff, your involvement with the trip. Mm-hmm. And, of course, well, food, that's why we're here. Right. right? Okay, great. <laughs> we'll be right back. Put it out. Then I walk on Mickey Shaw. I'm going down to get my squad. 
Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson. I'm with Jeff Young and uh, not with Monsignor Nalti because he's he's got a real job. That's right. Yeah. Doing priestly, priestly stuff. He's being a shepherd for his flock. <laughs> and so, uh, but he'll be joining us again, no doubt, because it, it's just fun having Monsignor Nalti oh, here. Oh, yeah. And we get a blessing at the end of the show when he's here, you know? I know. Isn't and that you great? Just, you just don't cut I it. Just, I just, I can't yeah, do that. It doesn't, it just doesn't work. <laughs> Look, we left off, we've been talking to Lisa Handy. That's right. We've been talking about... Uh, well, she's got she's got two websites. One that blows me away is, is about being a Catholic mom. Right. And then now we're talking about another one about being a Catholic tourist, which is even more exciting. You know, I'm I'm really excited. Welcome back, Lisa. Hi, guys. Great to be with you. All right. Now, look, we were talking about being a Catholic mom earlier. What's the name of that website again? CatholicMom.com. Oh well. Hello. Hey. Okay. Easy yeah. enough to. That one's easy. But really, <laughs> jumping on that website and looking at all the tools that you have for moms. You know, for for the kids, keeping them busy, keeping them educated, things like that. And uh, uh, now, you have advice for moms and for busy moms uh, because, I mean, life is just it's, it's just crazy. You know, uh, being a mom. But uh, you know, we're talking about being around the table. We're talking about how important and how crucial it is for us to visit in this one-on-one time uh, with each other. Can you give us advice when you're a real busy mom? What about the cooking, especially when it's not your, you know, when you don't have time for it? What do you do? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, it's survival mode in my house. My first bit of advice is to teach your offspring to cook because both of my sons are actually far better cooks than I am. And I, I don't know if that was because of survival mode or what. It's grace. Mom is not really a great cook. But, you know, I've really had kind of a personal revelation with food uh, this last six months or so um, and my own uh, my own care for my health. But I turned 50 this year, so I'm an aging mom. But really trying to look at what ingredients I'm using and using more whole and healthy foods, mm. um, less processed stuff, um, decreasing the amount of refined sugar in my diet, um, wow. limiting some alcohol intake, which is just a bummer. I love a glass of wine every now and then. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the fact that I would say to you that too many moms provide very healthful and nutritious meals for their family, serve their kids, and then stand next to the kitchen sink eating what the kids didn't finish <laughs> off of their plates and if you're nodding out there you know who you are <laughs> but you know so many times we make an effort to serve and to care for and to you know provide nutrition for our loved ones and yet we don't care for ourselves so my biggest tip for moms would be that you really um, realize that when you're taking care of yourself physically you're actually better loving your family and and part of that is you know, eating and drinking nutritiously. And I'm not saying that I've got it perfectly down. Part of the reason I'm focusing on this is because it's really something that I struggle with in my own life. I think the busier you are, the harder it is to to eat healthfully. Um, but there are so many great resources out there. And Jeff's, you know, Jeff's working. One of the things, I'm, I'm a total flunky, but I can go to Catholic Foodie and, you know, find great recipes that I can actually do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I try true. to Your keep them. I try to keep them. I mean, they're they're recipes that I do, so they're 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 um, they're they're usable in a kitchen, in a home kitchen. It's not sure. like a restaurant, you know. Uh, sure, but, but at, wait, at the same Lisa's time, from California, so how can she whip up crawfish bread? I'm just asking. well, okay. Well, there there are a few things that are that are <laughs> okay. impossible, but you know, I mean, Lisa, it, I wouldn't want to actually. I don't oh. want any part of crawfish. <laughs> oh, you don't know what you're missing. Hey, you know what? It's a few years ago. I think it was back in 2009 or 2010, Lisa. I can't remember, but we went to lunch together uh, when you were in town, 
and we went to NOLA. Oh, down in the awesome. corner. It was a, a wonderful experience. Char, my wife, was with me, and, and your parents were with uh, with you. And oh. uh, we had a, a, a fantastic meal down there together. And that's the point, I think. The point is is, is getting around the table and... and, and visiting. Visiting, right? Yeah. Spending time together and being face-to-face with your family. And, and too often, I think, we're just so busy as families in America. We're so busy that we eat in front of the TV. We eat standing up we eat on the go uh we eat in, in the back seat of the car right it's instead of really spending time around the table and i, t- I tell you what you know you had mentioned earlier lisa that uh to tr- try to teach your offspring to to cook and i i put a, a a picture up just two days ago i believe i was making a um a curry chicken and coconut soup and what? i did that because uh, my son was was uh, having a you know cold like a summer cold and I, I was struggling with that for about a week or so and my wife started feeling like she was coming down with it and what's better than chicken soup well and it's of usually course, chicken you know, noodle well, come on we like a little kick you know Boy, so it was, a, it was a curry chicken and and uh, coconut soup I used coconut milk in there okay and uh, Thai chilies and all kind of good stuff Boy, but if that doesn't cure a cold well here's the thing. Right. Uh, and I took it. I took a picture because my wife is the one. She's got a great eye. She's a, an artist, I think, by by nature, by uh, God's grace. And mm-hmm. she saw this. My my oldest daughter, who is uh, twelve, mm-hmm. was behind me at another counter chopping mushrooms. Portobello. Okay. We put some of those baby portobellas in yeah. the in the soup, and she's chopping mushrooms. She had her hair up in a bun. She's twelve, right? And my wife says, "Oh, Jeff, look." Take a picture of that. And I turned around and I saw it. It's like she just looks so grown up. Wow. And she's in there just chopping away. Mm-hmm. And I had like uh, 24 ounces of mushrooms. So it was a lot of chopping, <laughs> you know. You put it to work. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I put it on Instagram and I put it on Facebook. And I got so many people commenting on how wonderful it was that my child is in the kitchen cooking with me. I don't think and we I realize think how a, much the kids really enjoy that. They love it. They do. My kids, I know, just absolutely love going to the kitchen. The good thing about it is as they get older, and, and we do it on a regular basis. I mean, they, they're in there in the kitchen helping me on a regular basis. So there are times that they go in by themselves, and they just whip stuff up. And, wow. And they We're not talking Pop-Tarts here. Mm, they don't, well, they made hummus a few weeks ago. They have they do salad dressings all the time. Matter of fact, they keep asking me, hey, can we start making salad dressings and selling them at the at the um, the farmer's market? Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> you yes. know, but that's a good thing because, you know, the kids are involved. They're in the kitchen, and it's a family affair. And then we sit down at the table, and they, in a sense, kind of take ownership of, of that. And on top of it, it's helpful to mom and dad because, you know. You're darn right it is. They're taking care of some stuff that you don't have to take care of. Now, we're talking to Lisa Handy uh, with uh, CatholicMoms.com and CatholicTourist.com. Right. CatholicMom.com. Catholic, right. Did I say that? You yeah. said Catholic Moms. Oh, oh okay. But it's Catholic, Catholic Moms. Mom. Oh, okay. That's okay. All right. But that's okay. A lot of Catholic One Moms mom. look at it. It's just, you know. And my uh, Google is very forgiving. It said, did you mean? It's like, yeah, I guess I did. But, but uh, uh, you know, Lisa, have you ever thought that route? You were talking about teaching your kids to cook, but did you ever thought... Think about uh, teaching them how to cook and then sell the product. I mean, how hey, cool that is that? Great. You know, it's funny. Um, it's funny that you would say that, Jeff. My um, my older son went through this thing when the summer that he was uh, just finishing fifth grade. He got on this hot wings, this buffalo wings. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he decided that he was going to, he bought a, a cookbook for buffalo wings, and he cooked something like 50 recipes that oh, summer. I mean, we, were, we were begging for something besides buffalo wings, but he, at that point, was thinking he was going to start a restaurant and, yeah. you know, go into the buffalo wing. And he would survey everyone. He'd cook two or three at the same time, and then he'd survey people and help them fill out this little form. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. With, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to have him on for a recipe. Are you kidding? It could have foretold the fact that he's now a statistics major in college, his surveys. But, but um, I think those experiences, you know, also if you have a particular eater, sometimes involving them in the preparation of the food will actually open their mind up a little bit to trying some new things if they've actually been in there, you know, helping with the cooking. Oh, I'm sure just kids aren't picky at all because they have been, you know, raised eating all kinds of different things. But the average home is going to find some kids who say, uh-uh, I don't like that without right. ever having tried it. Right. They may be just afraid to try it, but if they're part of the cooking process, they are seeing what they're putting in the food. Right. And we only take ownership, too. It's, uh, they, they made it, so it's like, you know, they might, might as well eat it. <laughs> okay, now we're talking, about, we're talking about this trip that's going to be coming up. Uh, My trip. Your trip is going to be coming yeah. up. Yeah. Okay, tell us about that and give us a recipe from that, or two. Well, um, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the things I think that's unique about this particular trip is that the, the company that set this up, mm-hmm. uh, Select International Tours, uh, they have contacts in Israel that they have been working with. And uh, one of those groups, it, it, professional chefs, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like Emerald Lagasse, but not here. It's it's in, in Israel. You know, these are celebrity chefs. And one of them is Chef Johnny Gorick, okay. who is uh, not only is he a professional chef, a celebrity chef in Israel, he's also part of a group called Chefs for Peace. And it, it's a group of chefs, uh, Christian, Jewish, and Muslim, who have come together and around the table they're trying to bring peace and, and they're going to be working with us so that we have some cooking demonstrations uh, learning how to, to do different mediterranean dishes um we're going to be they're going to join us in, in a restaurant there's a, re- a family-owned restaurant i believe it's in bethlehem if i'm not mistaken family-owned restaurant that this one particular night we're, we're taking over and uh, we'll be cooking a dinner there. Uh, actually, I think it's two different nights. Uh, one night, Chef Johnny and I are going to cook the meal. And on another occasion, uh, everybody who's part of the pilgrimage, if they would like, can be part of the process of preparing the meals themselves. Hmm. So a lot of uh, culinary experiences. There's a, a, a winery that we're going to visit, I believe, in Bethlehem. There's a, a, um, a, a brewery that's not far out of uh, Nazareth that a we're going to be visiting in addition to the, the different uh, uh, restaurants and the different uh, markets that we're going to go to. And then also, I think in one of the nights, we're going to be in Jerusalem for five nights. And one of the nights, we're going to be dining at the restaurant that it reportedly has the best hummus in all of Israel. So, okay. And, and the pilgrims will get a copy of the recipe uh, at the end of the meal. So you can bring we'll a little see. South Louisiana flavor to it? I'm going I'm to sneak some cayenne That's in see, my uh, suitcase. <laughs> you know, one thing we like to say, even even to folks anywhere, it's, it's uh, you know, yeah, cayenne is good. Oh, but, yeah. but, you know, South Louisiana food, we're not into pain. We're just into flavor. Into right? flavor, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's that's going to be really interesting. So, uh, uh, Lisa, you know, are you, you, you're going to take this trip, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, uh, believe me that I've been praying about that. So, Jeff, uh, Jeff has 
kindly uh, shared all the information with me. I would go back there in a heartbeat. And Jeff, I hated this place. I have to find the name for you when I was in Jerusalem, where um, it's all Bible food. It's a Ooh. vegetarian restaurant, and really? they only oh, they only great. serve with ingredients which are mentioned in the Bible. And while we were there, the chef actually prepared our meal table side, and he was actually filmed by the Food Network that oh, night while we were there. Oh, that's and, uh, great. Um, I got to help him just a tiny little bit with the meal. I, I did one <laughs> tiny little part of it. And I have to tell you, it tasted so much better because I had help. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, those uh, those experiences of really interacting with. And, and it, it's funny when you mention, um, I, I never really thought about the food in the Bible, but after having that meal and, you know, eating things like hyssop, um, mm-hmm. I didn't knowingly mm-hmm. eat any locusts. But, um, <laughs> but they actually serve those at that restaurant. Um, but it really makes you take a second look again at the role of um, food and scripture. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But now it was a vegetarian restaurant, so you didn't get lamb? No, we did not have any lamb. You know, I think that it was actually a kosher restaurant. Oh, I got you. So, mm-hmm. um, so they're kind of... Um, I don't know all of the kosher dietary rules. I'm not up on that. Jeff, you should probably maybe look into that before your trip. Yeah, I'll study um, up on but it. But definitely, <laughs> that's, um, that's something to consider there. So that was a really interesting. But we had great feasts every night. The food in Israel is phenomenal. Well, good. That's it's it's a, a tremendous blessing to to have you on the show today, and and also just to be inspired by you at CatholicMom.com dot com and Indeed. at Catholic Tourist. And Lisa, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you, and I will be praying for you and all your, all the pilgrims, and just thank you for having me on today and for the good work that both of you are doing. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. That was Lisa Henley. Hendy, I keep throwing an L in there. Lisa Hendy with CatholicMoms.com. That's how I know her. Mm-hmm. But this is Catholic, mm-hmm. and I'm Catholic, sorry, Catholic Mom. CatholicMom.com and CatholicTourist.com. Right. And yeah. CatholicTourist.com is the new website. That's right. Boy, That's this right. is really intriguing. I mean, it's, and, and I have learned uh, from the folks that I'm associated with at Catholic Community Radio who went on the trip. Yes, it's a life changer. And they talk about the Holy Sepulcher. And they mm. talk about the tomb. Well, actually, the, what, what impressed, it seems to be the, the part that impressed people the most is where Christ was laid and prepared right, for the tomb. Right, Everybody's talking about that. Yeah. And uh, uh, and I keep running across people who have been to the Holy Land, and that's what they talk about. Well, you know, I mean, people are sending me pictures, they're sending me notes. I've got folks who've, who've been who said, oh, you got to go do this, you got to see this, you got to mm-hmm. eat here. And so I am uh, keeping like a little notebook in, in Evernote on my uh, computer. So. Real quick, now, this, this trip that you're going on, uh, what website do they go to? Well, they can go to CatholicFoodie.com. You can go to CatholicFoodie.com slash Holy Land to find out all the details. But it's right there on the homepage, too, CatholicFoodie.com. All right, great. Well, Jeff, uh, have a good weekend. So, uh, you too. Thank all right, you. folks, and we will see you next week when we make groceries. Take That's care. Right. Bye-bye.